AKA Radio. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another spectacular issue of Krakoa Radio. It is me, the Dowager of Table Night, the one, the Sodom Supreme, yours truly, the very handsome and very tight, Just X Henry, with my fellow co host, Black Word. Hey, it's Steve. What's up? Um, Scribe Table Dusk. Uh, Going to be a two-time author. Looking forward to it. Thank y'all for stopping by. Also, today we are celebrating the life and times. Sorry, the the the, the lives and deaths of, of Vontae. <laughs> Happy birthday, our dear region. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. It feels good to be 30. Um I have been celebrating and, um, you know, haven't been really sober since, you know, they want to throw my business out there. But <laughs> We're, um, no one on the podcast is shocked you've been drinking. No one is shocked that you've been drinking. Yeah, well, you know. This is the time to celebrate. This is the time to be sober. I'm not going to be no proof. So, yeah, your region's here. I'm sipping on my Iraqi cognac. And, you know, we about to have us a good old episode. And, you know, if I say some things that may be off the wall, that's because this um, Jack thing is going to kick my ass a little bit. So. And without further ado, our other Aquarian brother, whose birthday will be coming up very soon, but shortly. Yes. Our lovely light-skinned king, Dr. Yeah. Cheers to the Aquarius. Period. You better go off, Vante. Um, welcome one, welcome all. Um, it's the leader of the uh Great Ring. The only nigga clocked in. Um, because Storm is the only nigga at my table. You know, she's the baddest bitch of all time. We love that. We love that. So today we are reviewing Exterminators number five. Safety Within the Exiles, number three, and finally, Sins of Sinister, number one. Any news, tidbits, anybody, anything? Um, we need to add some people to the Omega list. It needs to happen. It's okay. Well, I think Sync is official now. Uh, yes, but, like, we need to add some more, you know, color. Well, Manifold should be next. Well, yes. Manifold, Manifold is a real strong alpha, but, like, Lactuka is clearly the Omega there. Well, it's not going to be one Omega in each category, right? Is that, like, the that's not like the, the rule or whatever? No, I think it's just you have no upper limit. And they said on panel that Manifold knows that he has, he has an upper limit. Oh... Uh... Damn. Well, who else then? It's only supposed to be one per um, as well. That was mentioned, but there's a discrepancy when it comes to Kid Omega. He's listed as he's considered an Omega Little Mutant, but his power set, which it doesn't state which one of his power sets it is, but they're implying that it's his telepathy, but it shouldn't be his telepathy. Because Gene's the telepathic Omega. And it shouldn't be his telekinesis, because Exodus is the, telepath- the telekinetic Omega. 
So I'm like, the only other power he has is his brain, which evolved to the point that he transcended life itself, which makes sense. But I think they forgot that his consciousness, his brain functions evolved to the point he turned into pure energy. Uh, I would argue that that's a type of telepathy. Well, you know, like, 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 I don't know, like, multiple. I'd say it's more like omnipotence. They have multiple um, reality warpers, but they're different kind of reality warpers. So I guess maybe, mm-hmm. like Stephen saying, like his his telepathy is a a niche, another niche of of telepathy. But they what? didn't really go into like details about it in the. Um, they didn't like really explain like how everybody else like everybody else is like reality like psionic or matter or whatever different ways their reality warping works. Um, so they, they described. Go ahead. Yeah. So going back to Manifold, would that like in theory mean that he could still be an Omega, even though you know him and Latuka's abilities work differently? Their powers work exactly the same. Um, it's just that his level is so much lower than Latuka's. Um, it's like Magneto versus Polaris. Okay. Manifold might be able to inherit it one day, um, but. Currently, it's not happening. Okay. Though someone can argue that Latuka's ability is actually the spatial awareness, and he he can warp reality better than her, or manipulate the space around him better than her. But I don't think it's going to ever look at like like his awareness because he said, "I got to look out the window. I see the skies for my powers to work, and I can't use my powers in other universes." I'm adding Darwin to the list of Omegas. That's a given. Um, I'm adding triage to the list of Omegas since he's life force manipulation. He's life force and not biokinetic. Yeah, but he has, I don't think he's reached the peak. It's like he's mid new X-Men elixir rather than the end of new X-Men elixir. Rather than the end of new X-Men, he was definitely Omega. Um, he'll get there. I just think he needs, he needs to pad his portfolio. Jubilee is in that same category then. Um, WizKid as a technopath. I agree. I would say, though, technokinetic. He's well, a, a weird nuance. He's a uh, D, all of the above type of techno kid. He can do all the things. He can talk to the things. He can build the things. He can communicate with the things. I don't know. I think his communication was like, his communication is not as good as his outright manipulation of technology and inorganic matters. Like, he can build anything with, like, a wave of his hand. But I'm, like, in terms of him, like, mentally, like, controlling machines and making it do things, that's why I said Hijack on Twitter. I was like, Hijack has never faltered. I think he's took, he's taken over the uh, Iron Man armor, and Iron Man's armor is like, yeah, there's a bunch of protocols inside of it to fight technopaths and to deactivate telepathy and a bunch of mutant abilities because... Tony Stark is low-key a mutant racist. I mean, his best friend is Reed Richards, so surprising no one. All right. Well, what's that being said? Uh, Exterminators number five. Uh, judges your scores. Even nine. Nine. Ten. 
Fine. It was why fine. Why? It was why fine. Come on. I thought it was fun. I thought it was fun. I really did. Um, I don't know. I think it, I think they wrapped up a little too quickly, but you know, I think that's the reason why I gave it a nine. But it was a good book. It really was. I Man, it was cackled funny. at the group text page where they created a group text for all four of them, and Laura, <laughs> Laura hopped out that bitch twice. Twice. Who is this? Leaves. <laughs> Stop adding Laura, Bye. Laura <laughs> is me. Laura is me when bitches sex me from work. As in mama come in. Like, who is this? <laughs> yeah, but, Laura was like not feeling the joy. She's like, no, I don't know who none of these, none of these bitches are. I'm not interested in being friends with none of y'all. But it's the like, fact that Jubilee lost but it's the fact that Jubilee lost her hair and then boom boom says she looked like her big toe. Oh, shit. <laughs> I actually enjoyed Boom Boom in this series. I really did. I know I'm not much of a fan of her, but she was she was cute. I really, I just thought it was just a great book overall. Like, the whole series itself, um, Leah Williams, I feel like you redeemed yourself from that debacle of X Factor that you, you know, I didn't have an issue with the way you ended X Factor. A lot of you have an issue with how you ended, ended X Factor. I enjoyed the book. I enjoy your writing. This was great. I, I would I, I would love this to be an ongoing. Mm-hmm. And add magic to it. Because it was really entertaining. And, and they really, You said what? Oh, and I was like, they really have a storyline going with um, the Vampire Nation of Kokoa. I really feel like they mm-hmm. could... I really feel like they can expand on that. And then they can use Jubilee Boom Boom... Um, Dazzler and Laura as, you know, a way to, you know, keep that storyline going. Right. And then Jubilee going high-level alpha in this book. She said, oh, y'all forgot that, like, my power works by deleting matter at the subatomic level. I don't have... broken as fuck. Yeah, I didn't have enough room to actually do this, but now that I have the room, I'm about to show out. And we love that for Miss Jubilee, and I think that she needs to be on my mega level list. I mean, she's been with the X-Men long enough. I mean, mm-hmm. we don't have anybody that's we don't have anybody that's a Omega level pyro pyrotechnic. Yeah, because like mm-hmm. I wonder if like if she gets like the ability to control her energy and control space where like she can look at something and have it explode or have some kind of atomic reaction. I wonder, but they also said in the past that Jubilee was a latent telepath too, but I don't think that's really true anymore. You really yeah, I would that. like for us to not do that. Yeah, because I feel like at that point they were just trying to do shit and we haven't even referenced Jubilee being a telepath. I enjoy, but but once again, I I enjoyed the book. I really loved what Leah Williams did with this book. Like you got it right, sis. Now now you now Patty Jenkins, you need to take notes about how to write women having a fun time without being rapist. Because <laughs> so she did, no. she did, 
She did Diana dirty. I ain't mad at uh, Gal Gadot. I ain't mad at nobody else but Patty Jenkins for doing that fucking movie the way she did. And especially y'all see that shit with uh, uh, Oh Boy Who's Doing Shazam. And I said I absolutely <laughs> fucking hate it. Hey, everybody knows I'm a Wonder Woman fan. I absolutely hate it. 1984. Because it was that so was not like fucking, it. it really was. I was like, that's not even fucking Diana. Like, what are we talk about right now? Like, what the fuck is Diana ever? I want to be the main Like, I want to be camped like Linda Carter's Wonder Woman. I want to be camped like that, but it, it was camped the wrong way. I mean, the uh, what is it? The DCEU has cute moments, but they're never consistent with their plots, and they have no formula at all. And for Wonder Woman, I'm I'm I expect it better. And don't yeah. get me started on that cheat. Don't get me started on that uh, cheetah fight. That shit was bullshit. I don't know what they had with that, with that stupid ass fucking armor. <laughs> I'm like, girl, you're supposed to say that for Doomsday and the Parademons. Why did you bring that out for fucking Cheetah? She was fighting her without that. Right. Yeah, and that Cheetah was just some... Get out of here. Not that to discredit was. Cheetah. Yeah, not to discredit Cheetah because, you know, Cheetah, you know, she 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 got with Diana for a few times. But it's just the fact that, you know, she did not need that armor. I think the, ar- the armor was okay, but it was the wrong moment. Yeah, it was. I, 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 yeah, the DCEU was definitely dead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any more thoughts on exterminators? Um, I wish it was an ongoing and not just a mini. That's yeah, it. I, I would love them to be out here cutting up and doing crazy shit. I like I like the all girl book. I like cause cause I think that was the thing with the what what was it all new X Men? Mm-hmm. There was an all girl book. Mm-hmm. It was Storm, Polaris. Yeah. I'm Psylocke and the rest of them. Mm-hmm. They need to do that again. Like I will say that these four women have a great formula because like you have Laura being a straight woman, which is fucking hilarious to me. And then you have you know Boom Boom being the slut. Um. Then you have, you know, Dazzler being the Carrie Bradshaw, the the middle ground of the group. And then you have, you know, Jubilee being a wild card. I think they should add, um, I think this is the book for Five Star. In yes. all truth. She's the perfect component to add to because she's a horse girl. Um and something about having a horse girl in the group is just easier to mock, um, is way easier to direct. She's the Meg. Yeah, she yep. is the Meg Griffin. Like Meg, who and I think also like, add Mac because you can make a lot of jokes about them basically being confused all the time for each other because oh, they are Boom always Boom would absolutely crack jokes on both of them. And plus, Mac looks like the she villain of the group because she's an asshole, so it works. I would, I really the their inclusion of magic in this issue really made me feel like I just want this to be just a whole bunch of random blonde white women just being extra. But the real, 
The real guy is that Starman's team is more diverse than the X Men team. It's all the same. That's the real gag. Honestly, true. Mm-hmm. Honestly, and true. Black, are we counting? Latino, we got yeah. Asian. You got some. You got some gayness Latino. going on in here, and they're all women. But I do like this book because, like, it gave everybody like everybody shine in their own way. Like, I I think that's why. I think because I like more character-driven stories. Like, you know, the action part is great, but like. This is like how the X Men used to feel back in the day. Like it was very character driven. Everybody was like very flushed out. You knew who everybody was. And um, I should tweet Leah Williams and thank her for this book. This is a really good book. And then the art was, and even like Laura said, it's beer clocks. Let's so, like cool. Laura have a little bit of a piece of personality. And it gave yes very much so like the softball issues of the old school X Men, but like a series of that with action mixed in. It was like, oh, oh okay. And it was cute. It was, and it was a it was a good series as far as, you know, comedy. You know, you got a lot of, you know, comedic moments. It wasn't a book that you had to take too serious, you know, because of, like, this era has been, like, very, like, you know, it's been very serious, you know. But I, I feel like this book was really fun. Didn't have to take it very serious. And I mean, sometimes, I mean, you need that to keep that that balance. Mm-hmm. It being a mature rated book allowed Leah to write it that way. And then I also yeah. enjoyed that you didn't just see them in their um, superhero costumes the entire fucking time. You saw them in civilian clothes. You saw Allison's pussy print more than once too. True. <laughs> I ain't, I ain't trying to be funny, but I was like, "Come on, fat cat." They say camel toe is is in vogue. What about now. Snuffle? It's the new fashion. It is. I don't know her. <laughs> All right. With that being said, uh, we have exterminated that book, and now we are on to. Sabretooth and the Exiles. Scores! Ten. Uh, I'll give that one a nine also. Um, 9.5. I give, I, I give it a... I give it a nine point five as well. I think that I'm just I, I really love the fact that Third Eye is really becoming like the the leader of this group. Mm-hmm. He's the black like John Constantine. Yeah, like they're really pushing him to the forefront, and I really enjoy that. Um, and I still, I still want to know, like, what the, like I really want to see what's gonna happen with uh, what is it? What the hell is his name? Got his name? How his powers is gonna work? Oh, uh, over maker cuts loose. Yeah, orphan maker. 
He's just gonna I think break. David Lavelle saw every tweet that people made about there not being a lot of black telepaths, and he just started sprinkling them in. Mm-hmm. He put another one in this one. Oh, the okay. black guy that was in the prison with the teleporter girl. It's low level telepathy, but he's still telepath, which is fair because I think this issue he wanted to uh, illustrate the mutants only the lower end of the spectrum because powers are so quirky and weird um, rather than spectacular and straightforward. Is his power psychic or is it audio? Because it looks like he's whistling when he uses his power. It's really given I heard a It's We'll see. Or was that just me? Um, I don't know if y'all saw Gifted, but it's like beautiful oh, from Gifted series. Is that Boo Boo Kitty's character? No. First season, she was an actual character. I think she was supposed to embody essences of like Emma Frost and Psylocke, um, where she like she will use her telepathy any way, shape, or form. But her telepathy took the form of a pink mist that she would emit. And then she can go in and see your memories, and then she can also edit your memories as well. Oh, and so, I remember that character and didn't really like her. But okay, I know she was about. like an anti-hero, but in the end, she was like, "Oh, I'm gonna try to redeem myself." And then they killed her, uh, brutally, actually, brutally killed her. I'm just interested to see who the fuck is this second. It's like he has power suggestion, but like he can't do something that people are not like in essence willing to do. He's like a push, not like a shove. He's like that second saber tooth is definitely the good saber tooth, the Axis saber tooth. I don't remember what happened at the end of Axis. Did every? I know folks re. Re reinverted, but Victor didn't. Victor decided to stay okay. good, um, and then he joined the Uncanny Avengers. Um, and then when the Uncanny Avengers folded, he joined an X Factor team. He was dating Monet Saint Croix, and then like I think something happened where he sacrificed himself or something, and then he re resurrected, reincarnated as Evil Saber Two, and then he was in the War of the Worlds where he was serving the Wild Hunt. And like the uh and Fenrir as one of their uh generals. Man, that sucks. I like the saber too. Mm. Cause there's no way that he could have been cloned by something happened between the time that he got saber captured by interesting character. uh XI, from where I can rock Orcus to the time that he is now. He was in the pits. He's been in the it might not be a clone, it's the actual clone. So it can also just be a vest like a fragment of his psyche that got dropped off right, there. Oh, they are on the I why he doesn't feel complete. Duh, I think talking about that a lot, too. <laughs> but he knows something's off. Um, but I am really curious about how they're going to get that armor back out of the astral plane and bring it to... Um, um, uh, to Ormaker and get him out the armor and, and replace the other. I, I, wanted, I really wonder logistically how this is going to work. Well, I think it's going to be a circuit. Um, they're trying to imagine it. So I think Jeffries is just going to create it around him using a circuit. So, like, um, 
Third Eyes is going to use the Astral Template to make it, to form the idea around it. Um, and Jeffries is just going to form it out of the materials. And they probably melted, Melter would just change it atomically. Necra seems to be the only bitch clocked in. She's very much so giving um, Conan from Hellions vibes. I enjoy it. She said, you left Oya where? They are bitch, move. You left my little sister where? Down what? Yeah, they, yeah, she didn't like that. And I love uh, tell, mm-hmm. telling them, I ain't no janitor no more, so y'all go ahead and kill all that noise. I ain't cleaning shit. But Victor Laval, um, it just was weird when they did that tongue shit. Yeah. It's very interesting that people uh, couldn't connect the medical racism of the next thing we're going to cover with the medical racism that Victor Lavelle explicitly is talking about in almost every single issue of this book. Mm-hmm. Oh, child, I have a lot to say because, you know, the girls tried to hop down my fucking mentions about this whole fucking week. Mm-hmm. Oh, about okay. the next yeah, book I, we're going to cover. I don't see, nobody, I don't see y'all on my timeline. Like, yeah. I just don't see any of y'all on my timeline. There's no we individually be going through it. So, um, what else? Sanders. Um, I think that's overall everything. I think I like what I like most is the coverage of everyday mutants in this, um, and the misconception that the exiles were there to help them, um. To kind of like illustrate the faith that the mutant people have in the X Men. Yeah, because the X Men can't be everywhere, and having the premiere team doesn't really make a difference. If they're not really, it's like it's almost performative what the X Men do. It's like they do the they do the big problems like invasions and the big like the big bosses. But who's handling the smaller issues in the community? Who actually, you know, you got you know people being captured by orcas left and right, and you got a whole vessel of people who've been waiting for the X-Men to come to arrive and save them. And these really aren't the X-Men, but they also are mutants. They're from Krakoa. You know, how can we, like, you know... Yeah. And the Marauders. The Marauders probably would have should have been the ones to deal, deal with this, and they didn't. Because well, they went to Galavant's ass. Well, they're too busy fighting germs, so... So... It's, I think Victor Lavelle did a good job um, looping in the metaphor from the first one, which is the mutants who get left behind. Because curiously, all the people who are left behind in this or who are stuck on that ship are people of color. Um, explicitly, explicitly people of color who are left on that ship to be experiments upon. Um, people of color and um, uh, mutant presenting. Because mm-hmm. we don't necessarily know what their race are. But, the, but you're right. All of them that look humanoid are people of color visibly and then the rest of them who aren't humanoid are mutant presenting so it's a group of people who would be ostracized for their appearance do you have any other um thoughts on saber and the exiles oh all right and now why we're all here the sins of sinister 
Straight tens for me. We all know what's tens. We all know what's fucking tens. Straight tens. Then. Let me tell you. Let me tell you something. Sinister, as kooky as that motherfucker may be, he really planned this shit out. The only thing he did plan out was towards the ending of the book. If somebody were to come and either destroy like his his like his murderer clones or whatever or his lab or you know find a new place to relocate or have like a backup or something like that because now this motherfucker mm-hmm. is stuck I loved every step of Sinister's plan how but I don't like the outcome because obviously I don't want Sinister to be in charge because that doesn't make no damn sense but you lobotomized Krakoa. That made me sad. Seeing Krakoa be like drooly and like bleh made me sad. It kind of reminds. Oh, they knocked out every last one of the mutants' enemies. The Avengers got knocked out. Thor said, "Yeah, I'm not really fucking with this shit." Went back to Asgard. They took out Thanos. Poor Juggernaut's gonna be floating in space for forever. They that took out Doom. They took out the Eternals using your Eternals. Yeah, we got an hour of this big nigga, um, and he's just going to take out his niggas. Um, the Fantastic Four got taken out. They tried to, they tried to um, take out Storm, and that was not going to work for anybody's benefit. And then they took out... The Great Pretender. And I got called a fucking Nazi sympathizer because I laughed at it being just in case. Then somebody said that we that on the group page we needed to let that go. They let what go? Lots of that. people said that shit. And you know I dragged every last one of them. The, the Great Pretender thing. Yeah, the this thing we have for her. People listen to Cerebral, Cerebral, uh, Cerebral Podcast and then get brave. Because, like, I like Wanda when she is, but she's an Avengers character. I don't like her with the mutants. Stop including her. Every time she comes over to the mutants, something bad happens. Keep her away. Um, I like the and great, I the really great, the great like, Redeemer thing doesn't bother me at all. Like, I'm actually okay with it. Um... Like I, I forgive Wanda for what she's done, because she, you know, opened up the waiting room. However, um, it goes back to my final points that it's just comics, and we're gonna hate what we're gonna hate, and nobody can tell us what we're gonna like or not like. And that doesn't, and also like as a podcast, we don't always see out on everything either. So it's not like it's a thing where like, I mean, I don't know. I just, I mean, like. I think when there are things that are explicitly terrible, like the whole same thing on screen rant and them being racist towards and homophobic towards stink, those things are, have far-reaching implications than Wanda being called a great pretender. Wanda's identity as, as her being a great pretender is not based in any social, political, or social economical thing. Sink being a black character who uses who uses the rainbow effect with his abilities has created y'all being racist and homophobic. That's not the same thing. Like, it doesn't change the world. Go ahead, boo. But they were saying... Go ahead. Go ahead, I'm sorry. But they were saying that 
we were Nazi sympathizers because Sinister was a Nazi at one point in time, and Wanda is a Romani. Baby, these are comic books. Baby, these are killing her is is violence. But y'all, but y'all ain't saying. But he said he was a reformed racist either. Steven brought up a good point and was like, but Sinister is the living embodiment of medical racism. And you're going to sit here and and not say anything about his attack on Storm, a black woman. So what are we talking about? What, do you ask, what are we up to? This entire about? run, this entire series, this ongoing arc is all about his antagonism towards Storm. And this idea says, oh yeah, I cut out the racism in me a long time ago. As if this isn't a reflection of the racism that's still very much instilled inside of him. He's upset that he can't control this black woman. He's upset that he can't marginalize her further. And she's the only black woman on the entire council, but also the simultaneously one of the most powerful people outside of Xavier and formerly Magneto. So this entire arc is all about snuffing her out of the power position, basically discrediting her contributions to the entire council as diminutive, literally trying to remove her autonomy and then being upset that he still has to further deal with the harm that she exists by simply existing. Mm-hmm. But y'all were upset because I laughed at the joke, the clear joke that was on one panel. I didn't I, like the shit. I mean, I feel He's like literally he currently fun. controlling Kitty Pride, who is a Jew as well. She's Jewish. Uh, uh, Literally. Oh, so I'm like, you're like you're really mad because of somebody saying you know, or somebody finding it comical that they had that one panel where it was like, okay, she gotta be out. She gotta go. Like, come on, child. Because she's a an enemy of the I would have killed her too. Has the ability to take out that's not racism. That's that's that's, that's how you play chess. All at once. He's playing chess. You can't blame Sinister for that because he's not dumb. That's strategy. He created an alternative to his resurrection system that is not okay for someone like him. She created an alternative. That's not something you want existing around. The altar, the way he room, has no, these he are has things no that he, of course, would want to altar, eradicate like as soon as possible. I'm... I just really like, I'm not surprised that he went after Sink. I really enjoy understanding how he got to <clears throat> how this didn't happen before. So he was saying that Hope was just subconsciously erasing his his alter alterations to people's genetics subconsciously. So when he needed to resurrect her, Sink wasn't going to do that subconsciously. Hope would have had to do that. So that's how he got Which control of it. To me, the plot hole in Sense of Sinister that you have to ignore to make this happen. The plot hole that Sink would have been able to do it. If he was copying her power, he would have been able to do it. But he, he was copying her power. He was copying her power. That was her power. He he walked up to her corpse and was like, no one should live like this. Tapped her, took her power, and therefore, by the, by the lore of his own abilities, he should have been able to use it better than her. So she was subconsciously erasing whatever was going on his resurrection protocol should have did it in my mind i'm choosing to believe that he did something especially particular to the genetics this time 
But I like uh, that he has his own little like four horsemen thing with uh, Xavier, Emma, Exodus, okay. and Hope. Because they're that's a foursome that I'm Go like, ahead. oh, oh, okay. And I also like that they are sorry, but but I also like that they're they're able to retain some of their personality traits too. So it's not like they're completely mm-hmm. under Sinister's influence, but it's like they're under his influence, but they still have like their personality. So it's not like, you know, they're, you know, basically mindless zombies. Like they're able to still function as if they're, you know, themselves. Yeah. They just, you know, are under sinister. And I would just like to note that the people they replaced on uh, the Great Camp, the uh, Quiet Council, they used Beast, Magic, and Name. No, she wasn't to replace, yet. Um, she, Storm uh, was still there. Sinister um, they slash Storm because she left? Yeah, Destiny it. and the Speaker. And then Sinister's going to take Rogue. Oh, but they used Beast to replace Sinister, and Sinister's going to take I think the Christine. only thing that could have happened to for Saint to not utilize Hope ability in that way, because I feel like the Hope basically was purifying whatever whatever influence that he had genetically. Unless there's a some kind of like um is what I'm looking for. Um some kind of like thing where like he genetically has in place and sync that in case Hope got deleted, because you know he usually thinks ten taps ahead, that he wouldn't subconsciously do whatever she's doing. That's a high possible that's that's a very weird possibility, but that's the only way I can see them saying that like why Sink didn't do what Hope would do. Yeah, he has been. And and there's also the caveat that he had been resurrected before. Mm-hmm. He's been resurrected before. Um, there's a caveat also that perhaps what was going on was inside the X gene itself. Um, I think that's so possibility that like he's probably been doing it than her. He's probably been doing it since day one. Like I'm pretty sure. I mean, even with the thing with the sinister thing that everybody Wait, keeps no, that's showing that's with the little diamond on it. Sinister's probably been playing with the DNA or like having this mm-hmm. this fail safe in everyone since day one. But because Hope keeps muddying up the resurrection protocol, and he can't figure out why is my... Sh- See, I should've took over this shit a and long time ago. Why the shit ain't take over you? Doing, you know, using the mores to figure out, like, okay, where's this going wrong? And having to reset the board every time, figure out where's this going wrong? Hope is the center of where it's going wrong. So he's probably doing it for a while, probably put a fail-safe in sync to make sure that whenever sync are resurrected, and he had to, and once he killed Hope, There'd be no way that he'll do the same thing that she does. I think that, like, he's probably playing a long game since the inception of Krakoa. Mm-hmm. I think the, the caveat could also just be it's a part of the mutant circuit between the five. Like, that's a better nuance is that it's literally not because Sync is copying something about the power. It's literally because it's Hope using the power. Rather than hell, which we've established already between uh, between Madeline um, Pryor and Gene, that is not just your ex gene, your ability, it's also who's using it. Like Gene is Omega, not just because she's a powerful telepath, but also because she's Gene Gray using the telepathy, whereas Madeline Pryor is Maddie using the telepathy. They're not going to use it. And the there's some things in the story that just, that just don't make sense to me, like other plot holes, like 
yes, Wolverine did kill Cypher, but why didn't they resurrect Cypher? Where is Cypher? Why are we, why are we sitting around with the lobotomized Kokoa? And Storm is aware that Kokoa was lobotomized. I'm just... Some of it... Cypher is dangerous. I wouldn't resurrect him either. Because how his power works, yeah. I wouldn't resurrect it's his broken. ass neither. It's the it's not even like it's oh it's omnilingualism. No, it's absolute understanding. Yeah, that's somebody who should be he can look at that someone's DNA structure and go, I know exactly what's going on here. Don't say nothing else. I see exactly what happened. In fact, he should have noticed like, something was different. And it's not like Sinister needs him because he doesn't Kokoa is lobotomized, so he doesn't need to communicate with Kokoa. He doesn't need that. Let's get rid of him. The only thing he ever done as a person is he polices the Quiet Council. That's his whole role as part of the Quiet Council. He's I'm, I'm like a war captain, except I'm not. I'm the master. I'm the actual master of intelligence. If you know, if uh, X X Force is the CIA, I'm B six thirteen. Yeah, I have, I have, I have, I have a lot of questions, but mm -hmm. I really do overall think that Sense of Sinister is going to be Age of Apocalypse level event where. It's going to, reality is going to go back to normal and everything will go back to being where it is because there's still, there's still so many books still being ongoing right now. And this ends in April. So the Hellfire Gala isn't sometime in June, July. So like this isn't going to really change the timeline whatsoever. However, there are going to be echoes from it. And, we probably, and I'm like hoping that we get Rasputin as a new character added to the main MCU. Uh, I mean, the MCU, the main 616. My question is, is this the future that Omega uh, Sentinel escaped from? Will the mutants quote-unquote win? Because they defeated Orcus. I do sincerely believe that this is one, that this is the future that Omega Sentinel is trying to avoid, where it's, where it's um, legitimately that sinister piloting all these mutants. Because basically that's what happened to each of them. It's not that they changed their mentality, it's just that Sinister activated the extremist aspects of them. He put in his, his basically his psychopathy, his general discare for other people, and inseminated into them, and their goals became the same warped fascination to achieve it at all costs that Sinister has. Um, I found it really telling when Emma said, I'm still doing this for the children. And I'm like, oh, she means the exceptional children, so the Chimeras. Or Xavier is like, oh yeah, my dream is now something I'm doing by any means necessary. I'm going to make dominion so that everyone lives in peace under what I believe peace is, which I think is important since that last issue. Um, his his kind of disregard for like the idea that anyone else could run the world better. So, so this is the thing. For anyone so else's for what issues I'm looking matter at on outside that of Destiny issues that he matters. Timeline map thing that she has. Judgment Day is on there only one time. So the only timeline that we are existing in right now is the one with Judgment Day. The rest of these timelines never happened. Um, yeah, but um, Omega Red, Omega Sentinel, I keep calling Omega Red, uh, Omega Sentinel, she came from a right, universe but what, of but, Judgment Day. 
like her right, future the thing is, is the like future that Myra never got to experience or see. There's a Nimrod extinction event, the Empire timeline. of the Red Diamond, the Broken Sword, and a new new Krakoa. After the um the Empire of the Red Diamond, it goes to the Storm System. So these other four events, these other three events, this Nimrod extinction event, the Broken Sword, and a new Krakoa, are probably still able to happen. So I want. So I wonder if the uh, uh, right fall, or is it going to be the Nimrodic uh, extinction event? Or going to be the Broken Sword? No one knows. Because all these other things on yeah. this thing, mm. is like you know, because okay, I will say this: one thing that keeps reappearing a lot on this timeline thing is this Nimrod extinction event. It, it appears three times. Right. I think that's the event that the Nimrod wins. Honestly, I'm just happy we're no longer doing Days of Future Past. I'm kind of sick of that story being yeah. retold over and over and over again. I feel like this is a better uh, pivot away from that apocalyptic yeah. future where it's like everyone gets what they want, but it's bad. Yeah. It's like, like House of M meets a Age of Apocalypse. Kind of. It's like they took Age of X Men and made it good. Ooh, as they should, should, because that storyline was wasted. Two books could have been good. I think the Academy X one, where in this Generation X one, could have been good. I like the idea that they go to basically a school that trains them to be the future leaders by giving them different uh, societal roles, and I also like the X Force one. Just because it was black, it was not Prisoner X. I didn't like that. That one sucked. Send the black man to prison because he loved the white woman. That's weird. Um, I think is the X Force book with Psylocke and Blob were like had their little romance. Blob oh, yeah. Prisoner, Prisoner, yeah. Prisoner X is the one there in a prison. Oh yeah, and wrong wrong, and they got there because. Hold on. Because of the X, it's like an X Force book. I have it. Hold up. It's it's this book, right? Mm-mm. Did you miss the entire book? It's the Age of. Oh no, it's not called um, the X Force. It's called Extremists. Age of X being extremists. Oh, okay. You're right. You're right. You're right. Written by Leah Williams. I think I, <clears throat> I, think I conflated the two of them together. Yeah, it's because they're connected. Because the extremists arrest you and send you to the prisoner, uh, the prisoner X situation. But this book is basically they're not even the X Men. They're more like the the um, extreme X Men, the XSE. <clears throat> They police the world, they police the mutants, mm-hmm. they go about doing shit. Um, so they're like the night crawlers that we see now. This is the one where I Blob can't wait to see how this goes. Oh, yeah, where um, uh, we get hot Zaddy blob. blob, yeah, mm-hmm. big bear blob. I appreciate that they are confining this event to the three most popular X books. 
where they switched X-Men Red, Immortal X-Men, and Legion of X, the three, arguably the three best X books right now, um, to be part of this event. And everybody else is like, taking a break. Let me tell you how slow I am. I kept calling it Immortal X-Men. I never noticed that it said Immortal Oh, it took me a minute too. Yeah, because I was sitting there still calling it Immortal X Men and saying Immortal. So I was like, okay. I didn't notice that. I'm going this Sugar Man in this book is, is Jumbo <laughs> Carnation. So when I saw it, I was like, oh, it's Sugar Man again. I would live if it was. I think I would. Because it should be. Like we're not gonna be satisfied with Source for Storm. Oh. I feel like it's just gonna be a waste of space and this is gonna be the most generic <laughs> source for a story ever. Um after Our Midnight Sun is writing though. So we might actually like it. Does Al Human have a good track record with writing fantasy? He does science well. Do we know about his mysticism? Does he write mysticism well? Immortal Hulk sort of was mystic-y. Al Ewing, he does galactic, like, and that's why, that's what's been kind of been missing from Morocco. It's like they, uh, Morocco's lost his mysticism that it had in the early days, where it's like, oh, this is like a society that draws stuff completely on magic. They erected the buildings using sorcery. They had the mutant alchemists. Like, all that feels lost here, but the societal stuff is really good. Um... Though I can give it be more fair, Bill Hickman uh, wrote East of West, and literally everything that went to East of West went into the development of Perkoa as the entire city state, down to his timeline thing he does in East of West. The timelines where it's that big circle and it diverts. The thing that's so funny about this book is that, like, even though, like, I read East of West. So what? Oh, the funny thing about the book is that even though, like, Simpson took all this effort to, like, twist all of them to his will and do what he wants, but they still have their core things, you know, Xavier, his dream, um, uh, Hope and the Messiah thing with Exodus and Emma and the children, and he's just like, oh, I gotta fix this again, because they're not, like, completely... Com- only to get got probably by another sinister. Yeah. Right. And that's what I was wondering because they still oh, have their... was Latuka. That's what I'm wondering because I'm like they still have their personality traits even though they're still their, you know, sinister influence. They're still basically a, a sinister. And then we all know sinister, he can be very unpredictable. They so have, I wonder if they're they gonna have, be they have some fealty to him and then also to lack impulse. Sinister. But they aren't um, intrinsically not who they still are. They still mm-hmm. are who they are, but they're not completely. They're not e- exactly mind controlled. They just have no impulse control about certain things, mm-hmm. and they have loyalty. Go ahead. Also, uh, the loyalty to Dominion. Yeah. Um, this issue also confirms that Lactuka is an Omnipath. Like, they mentioned that before in the Al Ewing run. It was like, oh, the Omnipath tried to get into his head, and like, so he erased his name. So no Omnipath can ever touch him. Um, 
in this, like Tuka does some shit that like you look at it and you just nod your head, but it's like she's doing something that is extremely weird. Like she is pulling off telepathic feats and going, I want to put a little password in your head, uh, just like, you know, Jessica Jones had with Jean Grey. And you're like, that's not a cosmic ability. So it makes sense. The only only paths we've ever experienced are people who have either the ability to connect to every mind on the planet or they have a cosmic sense of things going on around them. It looks like it's more strong, it's more powerful than telepathy, just like how telepathy is more powerful than empathy. Um, I'm just happy we got clarification about that shit. And I'm happy that it led to Storm. Because honestly, I'm happy the situation wasn't just like one telepath. It was both Emma Frost and Xavier tag teaming her. Because yeah. we all know telepathy on, on Storm doesn't work right. Mm-mm. Doesn't work Especially right. Especially when Mama's got like three different, three different defenses against uh, telepathy. So three different defenses and that's why it usually takes both gene and emma to go into her head or else her fail safes will kill you not might will kill you but she storm was like hold on i'm i'm on the great ring they have a bunch of telepaths down there before i go down there um lectuka i need your help real quick uh put this password in and then lectuka was like yeah you can't hold the ocean between your fingers but gene did it Gene did it before. By herself. It was like such an obvious moment that it, everything came together made sense. She's like, if I know Nightcrawler, that's not Nightcrawler. And this 5011 telepaths on that council, someone in there knows that's not Nightcrawler. All the telepaths on there know that's not Nightcrawler. So I'm walking into a lion's den. Um, so protect my mind. I don't think she understood to the extent that it was. So like Colossus is under control. Um, Beast is under control. Sebastian Shaw, probably not. He's probably not under control. He is, but he's also a Hell Lord at the same time, which is Hell Lord using the waiting so, room. Because his power kind of makes it difficult for him to die. That's that's what makes no, sense to me they, that he's not a sinister. They said that every time he needs to go and do anything with the Hell Lords, they have to kill him every time so he can go to hell. Mm-hmm. And so they flipped, and that's also why they flipped the altar into being a place of hell, which is, this is all in line with how the hell system works. It says the hell lords exist, but for you to be a hell lord, you need to own one of the hells. Um, and now they made mutant hell. Mm-hmm. In the waiting room. No, mm-hmm. I just love that for y'all. I'm really shocked that Beast was coerced. This Beast is never was a lot. Before, and I thought he would at least... It was a lot of tea. They probably telepathically got him. That was probably a real easy. I don't think so. I think he just agreed with it until it was too late. We we're we're assuming that Beast has morals, and every immoral action they were taking, hence hence the the moral X, the immoral uh, X Men, like. Every mortal act makes sense to him. That when they just went, hey, uh, we need you to resurrect. He probably just did it. Or sent them on a suicide mission or a fate and assassination attempt. There's a lot of ways to do it, but I don't think you need to mind control Beast for him to agree to do half the shit that he just did. Also, he's he's he thinks he's smarter than he actually is. Just like Sinister said, like they have their experts look at it, but none of the experts are uh, Sinister. Uh, they sent their best, but I'm the best of the best. 
And so none of them were doing it. Um, this is why you need to weaponize Prodigy a lot more. Because he knows what you know. Because Prodigy would have found it. Prodigy should be in every room. Prodigy should be up there on the council right next to Cypher. I don't disagree with that. That's a fail safe for everybody. Mm-hmm. It'll be way safer for everyone. I'm like, Cypher, like literally, Prodigy is a, is a form, is like a reference both to Cypher and to Sync. <laughs> He's a Sync Cypher analog, and they never use him, and it makes no sense. Well, I think Ooh, you could also copy Cypher's knowledge of Krakoan language. Prodigy is technically broken. But they never use him. That's why the only way you can use him is in a book that's not even a Marvel book called Prodigy. But the character's ability is literally like Prodigy's. Except not. He learns everything himself because he's he's a, he's a genius of like the upper limits of being capable of just learning things just by reading about it. Oh, yeah. I forgot that I actually read that book. Forgot that I actually read that book. It wasn't bad. Yeah. It, was a, it was a nice little... Yeah. Some indie books, some you reading indie books, y'all. Y'all should never look at it. Oh, it's not as good as a big two because they don't have a budget for a big two. But it's a nice little sequester away from the drama of being in the big two comics. Uh, because you can say anything you want about it and have your take, and no one's gonna hop up and try to kill you over it mm-hmm. or call you a racist or a Nazi sympathizer because you feel that the book has a certain interpretation. I would say about magic order, but magic order is slowly getting there. I have to pick up the I only read the first Magic Order. I haven't read the subsequent ones yet. It's good. I haven't read any, but I would like to read it. The lore behind that world is really interesting. Um, it basically also feeds into like the paranoid people have, like, oh, the world's only actually about six hundred years old, and this or six thousand years old, and they're like, actually, every fundamental aspect of science is designed by wizards. Um, everything you think is real is only about a thousand years old. You're right. Um, and we're trying to make sure it stays that way because human belief powers magic. And so it's a big conspiracy. Do the so what I've noticed about Magic Order is that they essentially sort of do a new series every so often. Are they Yeah, they only do about five issues. They're all connected. Okay. So they're all it's, think of it like seasons it's like one long season story, uh, but it's just broken up like seasons like that yeah literally we get a we, we get a, there's a big twist at the end of the last season and they just opened a new season this issue this week and they're going forward uh kind of like the actions are kind of very similar to the first season's issues but how they're executing it is a bit different in the heart of like the villain learned their lesson goes forward like that. That's the issue with the book that's really good is that the villains aren't stupid. And so they went, the first thing worked very well. It's just we included the wrong people into this. And so we're just gonna we're just gonna change things up a bit. We're just gonna flip this shit. Oh it's Mark Millar. Okay. Yeah I want to get back into it but I keep forgetting to it's not bad. I think everyone accepts that they're not, they're not going to understand the magic system, and that's the fun of the book, is that you don't understand what the fuck is going on. Um, but you understand that the characters are fucking insane and broken. Uh, not power-wise, but mentally, they're broken. 
and people are just dealing with very real human shit on top of being all-powerful wizards. And the struggle is to choose not to misuse their gifts uh, while also being in the wizard mafia. I might have to go back and read the I love book. Wizard Mafia. It's a long time since I've read it. I'm writing a book about, basically about mutant mafias. Mutant mafia, uh, magic mafias are cool. That's why I like the originals for it so much. You know I love a magic story. Um, But if we're rapping on Sins of Sinister and we're not doing Murder with Wolverine, yeah. it's time for the circuit party. Everybody, I guess we're not partying. Ooh, the party. All right, so for this week's um, circuit party, we're going to be um, carrying on the idea that we had from last week. We're casting X-Men characters using porn stars, adult entertainers, our favorites. Um, we gave everyone a week to think about it and reminded everyone last night that this is going to be the topic. And we got people making very confused faces. I only got one. So in all, in all fairness, I don't remember the names of uh, niggas in porn other than XL and like two Bravo. of others. That's the one I was going. I was going to use XL. All right. So who are y'all casting XL as? Saint. I feel there's more than enough bald black really? men in porn that you can choose to cast as Saint. Darwin is who I'm picking. Mm-hmm. He's adaptive. I like your. I was gonna idea say Nightcrawler. Better. I said that. I like out. your idea better. I like that. He's adaptive. I like that. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say Nightcrawler. Ooh, that's a mood. This is enough. I'm. I feel like that's Rodrigo. Like follows us, and I feel like if anyone should be cast as Brown Bobby, he should. I'm cast. I'm keeping. Uh, yes, but I think the Brazilian uh, angle, you know, he would respect. <laughs> Well, you know, girl, bye. Or you can use Raheem to sing. A sinister. <laughs> I have enough of that name. That that entire situation has ruined my entire week. Um, has stolen the joy of my book release. I'm I'm done. It's why I'm down in the dumps today. It's all that drama. I'm done. Never mentioning that name again. Um, so don't know who that person is. Do not care. Um, uh, I'm so I'm so Max shocked that there's no other real like bald black queer men what? in porn today. There needs to be more. Oh, stop, <laughs> You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna chill on Max Connor a bit because Max Connor, you know, every interview that they ever given this man, he's now said I fucked up and I I deeply am ashamed of everything I did. Um, and I shaved my race and I apologize. And I'm just gonna try to work to be better. Um, so I'll give him I, I a Wolverine. good fire star. <laughs> they built the same. Okay. 
Okay. Um, I'm okay, okay, let me ask you a question. Are, are we really casting y'all just being shady? That's fine. <laughs> no. I think both. I don't think this is something we can do with any level of real seriousness. We can do it with the cast. Some of them I'm really casting. I'm really casting. Like Rodrigo, I'm like, I like Rodrigo. So let me be honest about this. So I cast Rodrigo as, you know, Brown Bobby. Um, I think. Um, who was, who's that nigga that, 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 oh, that like, has the ability? Like, if he blows movie. up, he just, that's Ooh, it. That would work. Exploding Boy or something? I, I, I like I think his name Explosion or something. Like, it's something stupid. Yeah, something like that. I think I'm going to hate Goodbye. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, we got we to got choose some of the new girls. No, not, no, not Nitro. Girls that little boy, yeah, like, one. Wait, he had, like, one all his And I think it really wasn't even in continuity. He has an ability that, like, he blows up, but, like, he only can do it once. Okay. Yeah, he he was like everyone was making a joke about like him being like the uh, joke mutant. Like he uh, also made friends with a mutant whose power was she manipulated reality and she was behind like the reason why X Men characters don't age and like basically gave her the whole um, Franklin Richards uh, backstory of like really is Franklin Richards controlling the universe and making everyone age slower because as a child he doesn't want to see things change. Or you oh. could just say it's a comic book and not have to do that. I think they wanted to tie into some aspect so that when they need a drastic change, they can just go, well, you can see Franklin Richard just had a traumatic moment, so he slipped, and then everything worked a bit more. It allows them to slide the time scale without having to explain it or be confusing, I think. Okay. I think that's also not when they said, like, oh, Franklin, you wanted to be special. You wanted to be... Uh, a hero one day you want to be all these things so you made yourself into a mutant which i think at this point they need to just undo that and just go we consider him a mutant still like we're not going to be rude about it he's a kid if we can take sinister and have him give everyone artificial x genes and we can have tattoo running around this fucking bitch breaking richard you could be a mutant if you chose to be uh your x gene is no not any different other than the fact you were so powerful, you made yourself into a mutant. Just like Jean is so powerful, she turned herself to Cosmic Entity. Mm-hmm. I mean, Sinister turned himself into um, a mutant. So, like, why not let um, Sue Storm's child? Because I don't claim him as Reed's child. That's her child with Namor. Hey, well, I'm um, upset about that. I think I'm. I think I want to. Who's a very young Snow Queen uh, that's in the game that we can cast as Prodigy? Oh, I had my head woven cast as Prodigy, but it was so rude and I can't say it out loud. Um, hmm. Give me some other names. Adra. We have cast as Prodigy. Like Hot Rod. Rico Pruitt. Um, fat rabbit killer. Nah, Rico um, Pruitt is I so messy. That was a toad. Rico Pruitt is toad. Um, 
well, if that's the case, I don't want to sleep that with That rabbit it. killer um, can be saber too. Oh, I'd rather get my HIV diagnosis <laughs> again. Wow. Damn. <laughs> Savage. Okay. <laughs> I would like uh, Chino Black to be uh, gentle. Is it Puck a mutant? I'm just saying, I'm afraid the man is built like Puck. <laughs> no. Like Puck. It's the God in me. I'm not being shady. I'm not being shady. I love that man. I love that man. Um. Uh. What is that nigga's name? Oh, the nigga uh, that was man on Wayne. um America's Next Top Model. Yep, he's um he's Ink. I was going to say Juggernaut because he's not a mutant. No, he's he's the pretender. He just pretends mutant. to be. No, we know. I was going to say Brian Pumper for Juggernaut. Mm. Hmm. Mm. Mm. How kind of you to include straight people? In I this? mean, you said um, Grandy Glaze is uh, oh, sure, right. You did. Grandy Glaze is um, one of like like the great pretender. The greatest pretender. Oh, uh, yes. What's that nigga name? Giovanni. Um, who does? Which one does music so we can cast Dazzler? Because most of them do music. They always like this all. No, there's a the other one um, that the um that was with Rico Pruitt for a little while, the light skinned guy that cannot fucking sing. The one who married him? The one who married him? In all fairness, Dazzler actually has a Yeah, they always be bitching and moaning and then. I was on Big O. Because, um, like, if, if it was, it would be Brian Okay, that's fair, then. Um, rapper. Hmm. I got it. Brian Popper <laughs> can be A. Hold on. Because he I know exactly who I'm going to cast as Jazzler because I'm like, who has a reputable career, like, in real life? Um... Period. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Period. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, he can't on the white woman's forehead. Oh, my God. That, that works. That works out perfectly. Who are we casting EJ on Demon Time, I guess? See, I know a lot of these people. You know EJ? EJ on Demon Time? I think he's Puerto Rican from New York. I'm going to show the count. Oh, now. okay. I know who you're talking about. Okay. I know who that is. Who do we want to cast about? Cast him I know thing. who we can have as Banshee. I'm going to say Chamber because he has fire head. I know who we can have as Banshee. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, Hot Rod? Like I know, who, I know oh. who we can have as Banshee. Oh. No, JD Blackstone. No. <laughs> Thank you so much. I was say I forgot his name for a second. I was like, "Who's that one who's always screaming at his scenes and his whole thing?" He's like, he's over exaggerating like the scream. He's a bottom. 
know. He's been parodied more times than forever. Like, it starts with an M. Is it? I mean, that 75 lows nigga can be um, Elixir. I was about to be shady to somebody I know in real life. It's biokinesis. <laughs> Baby, because that stomach is a steel, honey, because I don't know how. You do sure you don't want to cast him as maggot? I think oh, he has to take a lot of Tums. Honestly, a lot of Tums. That tummy is not that great right now. Who are you casting Chris Kelly as? Who are Chris Kelly? He's so sweet. I was thinking Richter. You know, is Chris Mexican? I don't think Chris is Mexican. I think he might be something else. I'm going to say, because we had, like, when that old person came up with my mentions about the, oh, we so disjointed, uh, any me. But that's who he's staying as Eeny Meeny. <laughs> he's staying as Eeny Meeny. So Eeny Meeny came with my mentions about that, and Chris and me had a conversation in the DMs. Like he says something about Mexicans, like Latin Latinx people, they can't stay out of black people's business. And I was like, you know what? I respect it. <laughs> so it's always in black people's <laughs> business for no reason. Um, do I not retweet this nigga? I've been searching for his account since I logged into my other one. I can't seem to fucking find him. Um, cat that nigga who always do massages. No, I don't know who y'all talking about. His name is like Anthony or something. Oh, I know who you're talking about. And he says, I don't believe in my sexuality. I just do things out of passion. And it's like, you're doing it out of a check. We get it, baby. We get it. Don't have to make it larger than life or philosophical. I'm I'm currently trying to pull up no, his I account, and I That's, think you know I think everyone. you know them, Bonte Henry. Because <laughs> Henry knows everyone. I'll show no, I don't. No People think I know everyone, and then they go, "That's why you go soft on them, right?" And I'm oh. like, "What does that fucking mean?" Um, Absolutely no. Owens. Absolutely. Owens. 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 Because he's like a stylist, a fashion. Like he's, he's a ballroom girl. He is a stylist. He works with Rihanna. Like, <laughs> look at Trick Owens on Twitter real quick. They'll pop up real fast. Brick Owens. You don't look familiar to you. Wait, what's the name? Oh, um, Fuchi, Brick uh, Owens. Trick. T R I C K. I'm gonna say this right now. This is a yeah. Owens Fuchi stand account. Fuchi man is so beautiful. <laughs> he is my Monet Saint Croix. I think that mm-hmm. man is. Oh, 
statuesque, beautiful. That man is beautiful. I am. I never liked <laughs> stylish. Oh, I mean, let me let's be very clear, America. I like so that's the only verse bottom you will be into. That's the only verse bottom you will be If you in my house, you will you will top. So it don't matter what you want to be when you leave these four walls. In my house, you will top. So you be whatever you want. I don't give a fuck what you are. You be whatever you want. Just I know when you in my house, you will top. If he ever came in my house and wanted a piece of me, I will give it to him. I will throw this pussy so hard. He is that. Who that man is fine. Who that man is fine. I don't know. As I, long I don't as you are bottom, enjoys nutting because bottoms that don't nut are not as fun to me. So I want to cast Superhead as Storm, Ooh. just because I, if any of these people I could choose, I'm like, why would I choose the the legend, the classic, well, like the, the one who gave all you bitches your careers? Ooh, Mr. Marcus. I know that she, that, I know that, she that, got Mr. Marcus together. That nigga's apocalypse because he has never aged. I love Mr. Marcus. He, at all. Like, I love Mr. Marcus. But, yeah, you know, that they was just this like, um, thing with him giving uh, syphilis yeah, to the birds. That was kind of crazy. That was kind of crazy. Yeah, trying to look past that. Yeah. That was oh, really oh, oh. Do we know any white? I got one. I got uh, one. I got one right now. Do we know any white ones? That Marvel that we Paris can... nigga is Nimrod. <laughs> I said it. I said it. I said it. That Marvel <laughs> Paris nigga is Nimrod. <laughs> I was going yes, to say, I, like, I, Francois Saget, Saget, or whatever yeah. his name is, Francois, he, he, whatever, Saget, the, the tattoo, the dome, the glasses. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who was the one that said that all those racist shit at the start of the, uh, the, start of the quarantine uh, and, like, literally got covered by Nico because he was pretending to be in the hospital, but he was actually at a point set. IVs weren't connected. He said he tried to kill himself because people were bullying him. He lives in in Australia, I think. Yeah. That's Marco Max. Australia, yeah. For real. That dumb bitch. That's um, Bolivar Trask. <laughs> I mean, there's just so many options. You could really fill out the entire X roster with, <laughs> with a different um, person. I still haven't figured out Daddy Corvinas. Um, I didn't want to call him Prodigy because I'm like, you don't sleep with white people. Right? So you're, I'm not going to insult you like that. What the fuck is that? Um, Rain as Prodigy. I don't. I, this thing, this thing might be not being this thing. I be online. I don't see stuff on my time. Oh, you've been offline, offline. I just be week. chilling. So like usually, like my timeline is always full of like. My, so my timeline is like about about fifty <laughs> to seventy percent like black women non-binary, 
him presenting people and that part. And then about we're going to, we're going to talk about it afterwards, but. I don't I, see I, I, a lot of my see, people I, I would be DMing I'm not DMing this so at all, neither. And it leads to people saying weird shit to me um, with everything that scandal going on. And we don't, we, don't, we don't talk outside of social media, and we're not friends outside of that. We don't exchange numbers. I don't see none of that shit online. Because a lot of times, people be talking about shit that I really don't even know the whole story. I got to do a deep dive, and then before you know, I've done the deep dive, and I'm just like, why am I here? This has nothing to do with me. Now to go back about my day. So like, I generally don't see... Like, the only person I see in my timeline a lot, but see, I also don't, I'm not saying that anybody, anybody here does this, I don't fill my timeline with people who are popular either. So, like, a lot of people that I follow have just regular accounts. And the only thing that I've seen a lot lately on my timeline is that whole, um, that True Seeker account outing people for being colorists. Um, but that's the only thing I've seen, but I have my account. I kind of have my issue with that too. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not gonna be in a majority on on everyone with that either. I don't. I, I have <laughs> that thing is everywhere at this point. Cause that's starting to get weird. I was kind of feel. I don't know. I think what they did to Malik was kind of oh, filthy. Yeah. Um, Malik in particular. Malik McIntyre, uh, the fashion designer with the teeth. Um, is what they call him? He be on TikTok too. Um, I think they kind of took it where it didn't need to go. It says, oh, he hasn't addressed it. He's ignoring it. I'm like, you don't be on Twitter. Like, he doesn't log on because you guys are kind of awful. And, like, y'all kind of framing this in a way that isn't allowing him to say shit at all. It was weird and wild, but nah, yeah. That's that's um, that's wet and wild crazy times. Like, I, I um, like, but I I'm not in it. And it doesn't mean anything about me. Like, so me I'm dead. Um, <laughs> I don't follow these people. Usually me mostly admonishing light-skinned people. And um, my love for dark-skinned people. But with that being said, I think that the larger issue I have with that whole truth secret thing is just like, some of the tweets are so dated that are just like, people have clearly changed since then. And... Which, but I'm but like, grab it. That's the thing. I, I, I a lot of came in there and dug the, like, the grape was like prepared for them. They dug that shit deeper. Like, like everybody, well, not saying, I'm not saying everybody responds to being accused of. <laughs> but I think that, like, trying to deplatform people or cancel people, cancel culture takes a lot. And, um, It doesn't feel like to me that it was trying to cancel them, though. It felt more like it was just being messy about it and pointing it out. One person they did post, I did unfollow because the vitriol of what they said, and it was actually fairly recent, um, but they also went to TikTok and replatformed, which is a thing people do when they get like called out on Twitter. That's the person who always be on the, that stripper pole, that boy who always does, I think his name is like Michael Moves or something. He's like a, he does pro dancing to different songs and like he's a very petite black boy and like his whole thing is just doing pro dancing. Well, like, I see, and I, I was like, know. oh, it looks so nice. He's doing Who's so great. And then I saw the tweets. I was like, oh, so that's why you don't say nothing to no one. Is that it's much easier to call people out when your face is hidden. And I feel like let's let's see who you are and let's put you to court 
the things that you may or may not have done, but that's mm-hmm. things like at the end of the day. Um, I think I don't care. I'm very like discerning about people that I share space with. So I kind of like don't be in situations like they'll be around people who really do foolish shit like that. However, I really don't like playing the who shot John game with people where everybody's not disclosing their identities. It's 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 just it's really messy, and that and then becomes a larger thing of who is really this person. And eventually, if the person was smart, they didn't disclose to anyone that they were doing this. They just did it on their own and just did whatever they did. But I do feel like. It's, it's one of those things where, like, I, don't, I just really don't like people, like, calling people to court where we have no idea of your identity. It's, it's whistleblowing, but I'm not understanding the whole intention behind this because a lot of people that have called out, it is about deplatforming, and deplatforming people is not easy. Also, you call people into court who are also not content creators, and also you call people into court who are at different varying levels of tax brackets. So if you think that that's going to slow Karamo's bag or these other athletes' bag, it's just not. It's just, it's like, what is the intention and the person not understanding, you know, information versus instigation. People like Karamo, that's not going to change Karamo's footing. It's not like Karamo's Max Connor. It's two totally different things. It's like you can't Right. Like nobody, nobody white is gonna call me out at all for anything, for any reason. I don't give a fuck. You can't say anything to me. You're white, yeah. so when you hide your face, it's like, mm, sweetie, you're doing that for a specific reason. Yeah, like you can't. It, you can't call it, it, It's counterintuitive. Uh, it's counterintuitive. You can't also it's, check it's, who it's, is calling us out. The, and the thing is that, like, you call, and then, then the weird part is that, like, you're going as high people's Karamo. And you're going as low as people who aren't content creators. And I'm just like, okay, their little job at Pro is going to stop because you called them out. And then, and then when you also instigate with people, the only thing I really respected about it was that when uh, the situation was going on with a specific mutual of mine, or at least few former mutual of mine, um, they were tagging in with people whose stake in this was less than sincere, people who don't actually care about colorism, people who are actually actively violent, not even just violent, only the word that's in my head, monsters. They're monsters, full-blown monsters. Uh, the the main consistent thing they did is they looked at the people who was trying to chime in and going, you are absolutely worse than this person I just called out. What I just did wasn't like calling out. I was asking a question and trying to get details about like the stakes and if people really believe in this stuff. Because the truth of the matter is people will say on a platform that they believe in colorism and that they stand against it. But then in their personal private lives, don't actually back it up. And then once they get successful enough, they change their tone and then they frivolize every single um, topic that they had just frequently talked about as just being quote unquote Twitter stuff. Um, and so this is me asking people to be honest in the same way that some other people have. You are actively the antagonist here. You are the problem I'm talking about, and you really shouldn't be, quote, retweeting think, me, think, commenting on this, part, and, like, talking about this as the, if the, I'm not going to talk about you. In fact, you inspired the West to be a lot is that people think that in a white supremacist world that Black people can always play the game. And I think that, like, well, I mean, can always avoid playing the game. 
you reach a certain level of wealth, you are going to be in spaces with primarily white people. And I think that, like, there is a point to where your pro-blackness, and I'm not saying I agree with this or that, that I will, that I have done this in my own way, but, like, there's a point to where all that, like, trying to social justice people outside of social media when it may affect their income and their, and their stability is not realistic. And I think that we need to get away from that conversation of trying to tell people that they always have to be completely altruistic in their, in their social justicing. Because I think there's a point where, like, yeah, like, I'm not saying me, but, like, I'm on Twitter having a conversation about, like, colorism and it being a problem, and I'm adding to the conversation of colorism, but I'm at work, and I am trying to avoid arguing with this white person who may be my boss or higher up, so I lose my job, and because I'm in a society where the footing for me is already tough enough as it is, so if I get fired from my job, I have to struggle finding another one because I are because I'm black and I'm fat and I'm dark-skinned and all these other things that maybe I'm a woman, all the different things that go on. So like, I really don't like the conversation of telling people that like their social media has to match their real life to some extent, it does in, in, in theory, but when people are in the workplace, it's a different ball game. When you're out in the street and doing things, that's one thing. How you manage your friendships is another thing. But, like, being in the workplace, people have to pick and choose their battles. So I kind of don't get into conscious with people and tell them, oh, well, you let that white person do X, Y, Z. I work in a bar in Chelsea. Like, I have to deal with white people on a daily basis. While I am very protective of my coworkers who are queer, I have addressed customers and making sure that they uh, use the right pronouns with the right people. It's like there's a line sometimes where it was like, I can't go rah, rah, rah. I have to go about it the right way. Or I have to use my chain of command. I could be completely right in saying that this was racist, this hurt, this was inappropriate, but I still have to go through the right way of getting stuff done. I don't think everybody can be completely as as perfect about their political correctness and doing things that protect other groups when they could upend their complete stability. That's just me. But I think that sometimes we don't need I've had this conversation a few times this week. Um, and I've reiterated that a lot of the politics that we are looking at is not for sure about you at your level, but it's about how you treat people beneath you um, and when you have positions of power. Um, within this, I'm also like, I understand I navigate like, oh, your day job is your day job and like you need to make money. But I'm also like, you also should not accept all forms of money because not everything is really worth it. Because once you keep saying yes to every single opportunity and every single illustration without the intent backing it up, it will reinforce some horrible things at a certain point. Like, if you can avoid, like, just this week, I said, I'm looking for a bank. I'm thinking about going to Wells Fargo. Someone chimed in and said, you can't go to Wells Fargo. This is the racist stuff they did. I'm like, okay, yeah, bet. I'm probably not going to open my business account where I'm probably going to put upward of $75,000 into, which is actionably amount, an amount of money that's actionable to transfer into, like, representational harm towards other Black people because uh, of who Wells Fargo supports and other queer people because who Wells Fargo supports that it will be me actively participating in it. Um, I think it gets a little bit hairy with content creators because they are on the run for a specific income and specific amounts of money. 
um, and also their ability to make income is directly proportionate to what is being fetishized in the moment. So when you have content creators who are on OnlyFans, it's the whole topic going on here, and they are filming with white people, which start the conversation, um, you're looking at people who whose whole income stream for that month is what will people actually click on and what will people actually pay for and what do people actually do based on the numbers I'm looking at right in front of me. It'll be foolish for you not to do that. If you understand that I don't really have a choice in who I choose to sleep with for a scene, um, other than my ability to say no and go moneyless, even though the next opportunity might not be appearing afterwards, um, then you have to have a lot more leniency towards it. You can say a lot, you say, oh, um, your scenes look like X, Y, and Z. You can't really argue against the truth. Like, the truth is we live in a racist society, and I get paid to be fetishized in that way. Though the truth is I'm very much aware of what's going on when they invite me and pay me to do it. Just like I'm sure every actor is aware. Just like the whole premise of Othello as a play, one of the greatest Shakespearean plays, people still do it, is a premise that the black person on stage is being carnalized by every single character up there. Um, and that casting a dark-skinned black person in that role will still do more justice to the comments of calling him a beast on every other line of that play um, than casting a light-skinned person or an Italian person, because we know what the conversation up there is supposed to be and what people are paying to come see when they are paying to come see that play. Um, I think social media sometimes does reinforce a sense of self-righteousness about topics and it definitely does get sour at a certain point but i think a lot of these conversations that are being treated like absolutes should be treated more as an invitation for people to critique the style they're going about when they're making money um i could make a lot more money as a writer if i did certain things that i just won't do and i would just accept having to work a day job to subsidize that income rather than go and do it because it goes against my deep sense of morality and my deep sense of ethics about what I need to do. Like that's the difference that people are challenging, I think, when they're asking these colorism questions online or even just about desirability in general. When you say you're smart enough to understand desirability and to engage it as a politic um, is the question, does your integrity stand up to what you're saying? Because if people are following you because you're the smart person with integrity, then they're gonna ask you to maintain that integrity. I'm gonna get more detail after we go off air though, because I'm not saying a lot of this shit on air. Uh, this week has been hell for me. It has stolen the joy um, of my publication. And I've been deeply depressed uh, with knots of anxiety and I woke up with it today. And that's why I've been silent the entire time is it's my joy has been stolen. I can't celebrate this book deal that I've been working on for ages uh, with the fullness that I think it deserves. Fuck the niggas. You successful. Period. You were smart. You were kind. You was important. Period. You know we support and you know listen, we support you. Listen. All the way. Mm-hmm. We got we got I'm trying you to applaud myself. I'm gonna call you Stevie like my. I'm making close to a hundred thousand. I'm crossing the hundred thousand dollar market uh, bracket this year. Want to be successful? I'm happy about that. Ass, just so you know. Uh, that's why I'm looking to open my business account because I'm gonna get. Uh, I'm about to go to this black-owned business uh, bank and open a big uh, a business account. It's gonna eat my ass and kick my ass in all sorts of ways. But I think. I think with how publishing works, because I get it in installments, it's going to be broken up. So I'm going to technically cross it, but because of how they're paying me, 
is not technically going to kick in until next year. It's a weird, finicky system is that, publishing, how they do it. Is that a, uh, a 1099 thing, or is it a, a W-2? Is it technically um, contract I work? Believe... Yes, it's contract okay, work. So just be careful that you put aside the money to pay your taxes because it will not come out of your check. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm putting it aside. I have more than enough. And if I didn't, my day job is also pretty good. So I'm, I have a strategy with it. Um, but I was looking to invest it anyway, um, a lot of it. So we'll see. This is the weird shit. I've been talking to a lot of all the other authors. So what did you do with your installment? They said, well, my first book wasn't actually that high. And I'm like, shut up. What did you do? Because <laughs> my first book I announced this year, I mean, last year, I only got paid. My first advance was only $4,000, roughly $4,000 for it. This one is considerably higher. Sundiata, they, they paid me a lot. <laughs> they paid me a lot. Um, and that's why I wanted to celebrate it. Um, but the first time I walked into a space to say, I'm so happy my book is coming. We're announcing my book this week. I saw all of this shit on the monitors. And I had to leave the chat and go to a different account and then come back in. And they were talking shit like, oh, of course, Steven left. <laughs> it's whatever. Let the niggas um, hate from outside. That's all I have for you. Mm. Um, that's all I have for the circuit party. Uh, what books are we looking forward to for next week? I'm on it. I got it. I prepared today. Um, we have <laughs> uh, we have X Force Thirty Seven. We have Legion of X Ten. We have Scarlet Witch Number Two. If we're still reviewing that, and we have the finale for Dark Web. If we're going to read that too. I don't know what, what the hell is going on over there with Peter Parker number two. I, I only pay attention to the X-Men parts of this book. I don't know what Venom is doing. I don't know what any of them are doing. I did not pay attention to anyone that wasn't Madeline Price beef. Um, I'm sure oh, Hallow's Eve Hallow's is Eve probably a, a cool character. Academia character. With a very cool like backstory. Sense, but she doesn't work in a comic book sense. Mm, that's but she shame, reminds girl. me of someone, but I can't put my finger on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt the same. Her power is definitely very quirkish. She says, whatever mask she puts on, she adopts the abilities and the personality of that character. She might be that 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 is very that much dial thing. A weaker a version of Black Alice from DC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Adopt Ace for Heroes from DC. Did Mary Jane Watson now? Or like the Omnitrix Jackpot. Mary Jane has read, the Dow H, the Dow H uh, basically. Did you read Dark yeah. Web, Mary Jane and Black Hat? Yeah, like you read it, she has this so jackpot. Turn her into a Black like, Widow. She spends it and she gets an ability every time. Mm-mm. But it it's totally luck. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like it it's like Kite's ability on totally useless power, or it can be like. I'm fucking everything the fuck up, power. I would have preferred it 
which is fun, but also the, the reason why he has that power on Hunter Hunter. But <laughs> I would have preferred that she was doing kick or she was doing moving growth hormone or something, turning to a tragic backstory, using gas, you know, juicing up to compensate for some deep wanting, you know. I don't know. Um, so we have a great week of comics next week. I think I saw a lot of stuff even outside the the X-Men comics that I wanted to check out. Um, but besides that, I'm also excited for coming up in a few months, my roommate's debut uh, comic within uh, Cyborg. My roommate's writing Cyborg. Mo Hampton, he's doing Cyborg. It's going to be great. Um, do not field your complaints to me. I will not be telling him any of your criticisms. Uh, <laughs> a few people have already DM'd Wait, me like, oh, I'm just worried about week? this. I'm not seeing anything. That's my roommate. <laughs> If you ask me for criticism or critique, so I'll give it to him directly, but if I'm roommate, I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. It's not next week. So like three, four months, three months, honestly. Next week is... Is it a song? Is like a Krakoa reboot? I'll show you what's coming out next week. No, I think it's... Um, just about... It's, yeah, it's like a soft reboot. It's like, oh, we're, re- we're going to restart the series, but with these characters instead. But they're kind of doing the same thing with the Titans, too, because the Titans are supposed to be play, uh, taking the place for the Justice League since they're supposedly disbanded. DC is going? a very confusing place. I don't... I'm reading Lazarus Planet. Yeah, I picked up. I picked a I actually like it. Um, and then... Sort of interesting. Everybody's. But if you always have waves in your head like that, so like everybody's getting random. Magic if you always have waves in your head like that, huh? Your hair looks different today. Did you do something to your hair? Um. Yeah, I've always had them. So I've always had wear. Uh. Uh-uh. I just uh greased it, put my do rag on. Well, greased it, brushed it, and then uh put my do rag on. But um, I've always You're had... making a seasick with them waves. <laughs> but I've always had um, I've always had wavy hair. You know, when I decided to go to the crop uh, the crop top or whatever, you know, I rocked that for a little bit, and then when I cut it, you know, I okay. still had my somehow I still had my waves. It I mean, they don't swim. Get my waves back, so. But I, I, but I, I, I don't know. But I don't know yeah. why I'm like just noticing. <laughs> It's probably because I don't really uh, cut my hair like that. Because, like, for a while, I always had, like, the crop top. Like, I always liked having, like, you know, a little little lengthy hair or whatever. But, okay. Um, okay. you know, love, cutting my hair or whatever. We love it. We love, we love, we yeah, love 30-year-old Vontae. We, we, we love him. Yeah. He, he is a very charming, you know, beautiful man. Mm-hmm. You know you. what I'm saying? Thank like, you. We love to see the beautiful man, Savannah. Thank you. We we are. We're trying to come. That's a I beautiful bet. man, Savannah. That's I a bet. beautiful man. Thank you. Thank you. We're trying I to bet come. Trying to come, to come in. I bet. You know, 30, 30 year old Vontae is different from 30 year old You're trying to come into him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 30 year Yeah. Th- mm-hmm. Listen, okay. coming into him. Oh, okay. listen, that is intense. But. <laughs> but. I mean, it's it's a thirty year old mom saying it's cool. Like I really, I feel I don't feel any different. But I will, 
I will say this as fair advice for your 30s and anyone who wants to be 30s. You are going to spend the first half of your 30s fixing everything that you should have learned in your 20s. And and that's and that's financially, spiritually, mentally, emotionally. Um, now the unpacking and the unlearning mm-hmm. begins. So just be prepared. Um, you have my support. Um, your sex drive is going to elevate yeah. like you've never seen elevation before. I yeah. think I've never been so horny like I was in my thirties. Listen. I'm not even trying to be funny, but it seems like when I hit, I know it's not 30, but when I hit 29, it was like, I, I feel like my sex drive went up a little bit more than what it was because it was like, at first I was like, you know, you masturbate going about your business or you, you know, clap cheeks going on about your business. And you yeah, like, you. but now it's like, I want it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna ramp up and then it's gonna rant on like a random Thursday afternoon. Just be like, yeah, because like you become you come to this weird what? place of like being sex? hornier but Ugh, being pickier, gross. and then it'll go right on back the next day. It's a really yeah. weird hell. It's like because because the thing that happens is you you mm-hmm. no, it's like you gonna want to fuck oh. all the time, but you want to be you want to okay. get fucked. So the what right picky way. are you talking about? Like because because like in your thirties, you don't want to have like you know it's like it's cause, like it's more like. Qualitative, quantitative sex in your twenties and qualitative sex in your thirties. So, like, you want you want you want to fuck all the time, but it got it got to be hitting it at like a nine or a ten every time. In okay. your twenties, you're okay, okay with a five or a six, but when you hit your thirties, if it ain't hitting at least it ain't hitting at least an eight or nine or a ten, I don't want it. I don't want it. I like I, that's why you get like that's why you get niggas they get to a certain age Period. where Period. pussy becomes okay to yeah. say because they like no nah, I want niggas who, who like the word pussy being said and this is what we are gonna do when I have sex. Oh, I love I've loved the second half thirties. It was a great time. Oh, mm. yeah, because I. Yeah. Mm. See now, I'm 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 actually looking forward. I'm actually looking uh, okay. Fine. DC Power. Okay. Great job. I got an early copy of DC Power for my roommate. I was going to show y'all it. Well, I was cleaning my room. Oh, my I love that cover. The one with now. Amanda Waller, her big the old titties looking all good. With all the uh, DC black bad bitches in their dresses. I was going to show y'all it. It's truly beautiful. It's truly beautiful. Um, I was going to wait. I didn't want to read it early just yet. I wanted to wait to everyone I'm just else got the issue because I don't want to accidentally spoil people. Um, but yeah, it looks so beautiful and so nice. Um, Period. <laughs> but I think that's all we have for this week. Um, everyone be on the lookout. Uh, congratulate me for crossing 10,000 followers, uh, despite everyone's ambition How to was your ruin 10, that. Um, I did it. You're welcome. You're welcome. You love that. So cute. After following and unfollowing 14 so times. <laughs> um, so we are now the 10th. We are now the 10,000s club. We are you all ate, over 10,000. You ain't there. Yes. 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 A-listers only. Get ready. When we tweet, as someone said, like when you cross ten thousand followers, remember it was like, as someone said, like when you cross ten thousand followers, that's when you start getting mm-hmm. people who just disagree with you, just to disagree with you, and they would just bite you, just to bite I you because they see you now. 
And I was like, that was happening before I got here. Bare minimum, so you, you reached that mark, so be prepared. Listen, y'all always see people fight with me every day on the timeline, all right? I get into ritualistic... People just spontaneously try to debate me. Someone's debating me right now because I said something about, like, I don't... like. Something about pit bulls, uh, about pit bull dogs, and now they're posting like a bunch of things like pit bulls are the killer animal, they're the killer breed, they kill everything, work. and I'm like, I just blocked them. Oh, bitch! That's not how dogs just work. The forge episode. The every pit bull I've ever met, they've been very lovely. Time for me to listen. Yes, we get to listen to like the whole era when Forge mm-hmm. was insane. I can't wait for it. Um, but thank you for stopping by. Look forward to next week. As you all know, check out all of our individual things. Wish Monte a happy birthday. Send Showtime Nuisance DMs and look out for um, my YA debut and my nonfiction memoir <laughs> debut. And also, uh, Henry, you got news? Per 21,000 mm-hmm. to go follow. Bye, Thank you. Bye.